Welcome to episode 165 of Clarity Compressed. My name's Paul J. Daly, I'll be your host, and today we're gonna talk about how reductionism kills us. We're making our way through the fog of life, and Clarity is understanding where we are on the map. You are here. <laughs> Let the good times roll. This is Clarity Compressed. All right, so this has been a pretty fantastic week, actually. A lot of amazing things have gone on, but life is always parallel rails. Good things, hard things. And this week, I was able to go to a live in-person conference here in my hometown of Syracuse, New York, which was amazing. It was supposed to be like thousands of people, and it got canceled, and I was a speaker and a sponsor. And they ended up, the guys, it was called the No Bull Con. No Bull, like No Bull. We had some amazing speakers lined up. Everyone's coming in. Gary Vaynerchuk, Dave Meltzer, Jim and Yasmin Caval. All kinds of people were coming in. Everything got canceled. However, they still pulled it off, and Gary and Jim and Yasmin and Dave Meltzer, they all came into Syracuse, and it was only like 20 of us. Everything else was live streamed, but we got to hang out for the entire day with these people and listen and learn from them and uh, get some new thoughts and ideas. And a lot of things that I heard there, and also some of the things I've been reading about in this book, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek, uh, a lot of things that I've been working through in my own life all kind of started to converge. And you know when that happens. Somebody says something that gives you perspective and gives you words for the things that you've been thinking and feeling, and then all of a sudden, you have clarity. And it makes sense because they were able to contextualize it and get it all together in a way that you could make some sense out of it and move forward a little bit. So today, talking about this concept of reductionism, Simon Sinek in his book calls it abstraction. And what I mean by that is basically reducing people, humans, relationships, reducing them from their, separating them basically from the complexity of humanity, like being a whole person with hopes and dreams and families and feelings and thoughts, and instead labeling them as a number, as a statistic, moving yourself away from the tangible things of their life. And let me, I'll give you some examples because maybe it seems a little bit lofty, but it really does apply across the board in our personal relationships and how we treat one another in person and on social media. It even boils down to the way, you know, I'm a brand, I have a brand marketing agency and how we brand and how we market. So here, here's a couple of things. So I'm going to start out with something that Simon uh, presented in his book. So he told two stories and one was of a Syrian massacre, the big, the, when the Syrian government came down on the protesters, chemical attacked its own people, 150,000 casualties. He tells that story. And then right after that, he tells a story of a woman who was driving home. There was a car accident and a girl had been severely, severely injured. She was laying on the pavement. The other girl was driving by and she saw that she had stopped breathing. She started performing CPR, mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation, till the medics got there. They got there. She was able to keep her alive. They got her, took her in the ambulance to the hospital emergency room. And then she was the girl who helped. She was looking in the paper, seeing if she could figure out what happened to the, the girl that she was able to resuscitate. And, um, and she died, actually. She found out in the paper she died. And so Simon told those two stories and he said, which one of those stories made you feel something? 
And I was like, oh, crap, it was the story about the one person and not about the immense massacre where evil was done to these people. And he said, that's because those people, you you learn details about the one girl and you were able to connect it to a tangible feelings and tangible situations when the other one was an abstraction. So it was taken a step further and a step removed from the humanity of it. And because of that, you reduced that big scenario that was obviously a lot of injustice. You reduced it to not feel anything. I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And then yesterday at, at the conference, somebody asked Gary an interesting question. They said, do you think that because we're so polarized as a society, do you think that um, we're going to see new social media platforms develop and maybe even new marketplaces no meaning because you have you know kind of a liberal and a conservative uh, sides and they're so aggressive toward one another that there are going to be boycotts and cancels and all this stuff to the point where you know some people are like well I'm only on this platform or I'm only buying from these types of businesses that believe in these things and they said what do you think so I leaned in because Gary doesn't really talk about politics much and I was really curious about what he was going to say and he said something I've heard him say many times before he said social media he says this about money too he says money when someone makes money, you say they've changed. Actually, he's like, they haven't changed. The money just exposed who they really were. And so he said about social media, he goes, it's just the, all, the, all the aggression on social media is just exposing who we really are and the real intentions. The way that ties in, right? He, and he, and his, he finished that saying, he goes, I think we're going to eventually get sick of that. And hopefully it doesn't take a decade, but then we're going to have more civil discourse. And as I work through that, I realized the reason that we do that is because we've abstracted so far from the humanity of the person on the other side of the aisle that we've reduced them to a single belief. Well, if you're conservative or you're liberal or if you voted for this person or if you voted for that person, that's all you are to me. And I'm going to reduce you to that one thing and then I'm going to treat you accordingly. That is, as you know, like cancel culture. Right? I'm going to reduce you to this one thing that you did, and because of that, you're out. When in real life, in the real outworkings of our regular life, and when we don't practice or have, have the ability to live out the reductionism, we realize that people we don't agree with on everything, like we still, there's a lot of cooperation, a lot of understanding, our families, our friends, they work together, they accomplish things together. And when we start to reduce in this social behavior, Man, it kills us as a society. It kills relationship. It kills opportunity. Man, that's dangerous. That's not only dangerous for society. It's, it's totally against how we were created to interact as humans. How are we we're supposed to cooperate as humans? How are we supposed to have grace and compassion for one another? How are we supposed to teach our children to have grace and compassion for one another? In the, in the same book, Eat Leaders Eat Last, Simon goes through how over history, it started that people were very cooperative and they worked together and they worked, they gave their lives to the company and the company, you know, gave them pensions and achievements and like took care of them. And then that changed and people became expendable and just, it was okay to treat people poorly in order to preserve a bottom line. And that, that kind of went through the eighties, nineties, early two thousands. And now we're seeing a move back to like, I think it feels more like a hybrid where, where you're treating people with more consideration and more humanity, not just the business and the health of the business. Both are important, obviously, because one feeds the other. 
But the point of that is, again, when you reduce someone to just a number, you detach from the humanity. And so it becomes a thing where people are less inclined to give of their time, energy, and talents to a collective organization because the organization is treating them as expendable, like instantly expendable. These all, all of these things kind of converge for me. And I would argue we're less happy, we're less fulfilled, less productive, and we're doing the future generations an injustice when the reality is we have a chance. Those of us paying attention and listening to this podcast, adopting this mentality, we actually have a chance to turn the tide. We have a chance to change the tune, right? We have a chance to shift it all. And that starts with you and me not reducing people to one thing, not abstracting far away, but actually moving closer to. And when I say things like my core belief as an entrepreneur and as a business person, that business and life is more meaningful when people connect on a human level, that's the truth. It works in life. It works in business. It works in branding. It works in all of that, connecting on a human level. So this week, I hope you lean into your coworkers and to your families and to your community and the person at the register at the grocery store. And you think, how can I connect with them on a human level? How can I move a step further away from abstracting them and come closer to understanding their humanity? And how can we build bridges? How can we build strength? How can we strengthen the ties that keep us together and cohesive and cooperative and civil? So thank you for spending some time with me this week. I hope that the world, as the world starts to open up, that you get to enjoy more and more with other people in person building community, building connections, and pursuing clarity. I will see you next week. We came to fight.